0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au.
1: SEN Track is your new home of chasing, pacing and racing. And Saturday Trackside. When you roll them into something, well, I yeah. a bit of value. Simon O'Donnell, Dave Taggart and Paddy Garshagan bring it all to the table. Well, for you people on your multi, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. The banter, the <clears throat> expert analysis and cheering home a winner. Down, top, down, <laughs> Live stream Saturday Trackside on the SEN app via your mobile, computer, or smart TV. Lock it in Saturday Trackside on SEN Track.
2: What's the right spirit to have in sport?
0: Dion Sanders was one of the world's superstars during his career. He was a successful American footballer with two Super Bowl wins. He was also a successful American baseballer, hitting 39 home runs in just eight seasons, appearing in the World Series and more. As a superior athlete, he was a money-making machine. But in an interview, he said he was completely empty inside. Sanders has discussed not wanting to sleep in his $10,000 bed, not wanting to come home to his 1,400 square meters home, and not wanting to drive his collection of luxury cars, because his primetime persona left him feeling empty. He said he found fulfillment when he discovered the truths of Jesus. In the Old Testament, it records a prophet saying how he has seen everything that is done under the sun. And without God, everything is in vain and like striving after
2: wind. The Spirit of Sport for the Council of Churches, a part of 1170 since 1932. For over 40 years, Kubota's range of agricultural, construction,
0: mowing and implement machinery has helped to shape and build Australia.
2: Kubota's new and improved models continue to deliver outstanding quality, performance, reliability and value. Always ready to get the job done.
3: Visit kubota.com.au to view the latest online catalogue or contact your local Kubota dealer for your copy today. Kubota, shaping Australia.
0: We're calling live from at the coalface in Chatswood. Tonight's game, it's the steel blue boots versus the old trade boots. After the bounce, the balls with Still Blues are goal. Who kicks it down the centre where it finds Parks? Kicks it into the circle. What a mark by Still Blues Southern Cross. It's a goal. Don't bet on other workwear stores. Coalfaceworkwear.com.au. Everything you need in one shop. 66 Lower Gibbs Street, Chatswood.
2: If you've come off the field feeling sore in your joints or muscles again, it's time to try Sudox. Sudox pain relief cream uses only naturally sourced ingredients assisting with mild pain relief. So don't wait for pain to start. Use it before, during or after the game to help relieve soreness.
1: Sudox Pain Relief Active Cream. Now available at Chemist Warehouse from just $19.99.
2: Always read the label and use only as directed. If symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. And
3: Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Yeah, good evening, Sydney, and welcome to Higher Ground. Great to have you with us uh, for the next couple of hours. Chris Warren here uh, with the Mad Russian over there. He'll be pushing all the buttons and, uh, well, keeping us all company. Uh, get involved with the show. We'd love to hear from you uh, either by the open line, 1-300-01-1170. one one 1170 as I like to say. Get off your pain, Haas. Pick up the Al Capone and give us an SG ball. Or if you'd like to send us a text, you can do that as well, 0457-1170. 736 736 is the text line. 0457 736 736. Um, Well, what have we got? Seven sleeps now, by my count. Seven sleeps until Origin 1 in Townsville. And boy, oh boy, uh, the relocation of Game 1. Hasn't that proven popular with the locals? Um, The tickets were released today and they've all been sold out. By The NRL has announced that the uh, the first release of tickets for Game 1 sold out within minutes. This afternoon, they went on, on sale. Uh, two minutes is all it took. Two minutes to sell out that allocation. Don't worry if you haven't already got your hands on tickets. Uh, there will be uh, an additional batch released in the coming days, but initial signs are that this is one very popular decision. They're also uh, going to increase the seating and capacity, I understand, at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. It holds 25,000, but I understand, and it's being reported in the Courier Mail uh, tonight, that an extra 1,800 seats will be installed. Uh, it's going to be a great, great venue, isn't it? It's going to be intimate. It's going to be great for Queenslanders, not so much for uh, our boys in blue, uh a decided disadvantage isn't it playing two games of the three match series in Queensland but it is what it is we'll get on with it we'll get up there and we'll get the job done I'm sure um a blow for Tyson Frizzell obviously we know he's not going to be playing Origin 1 in fact we know he's not going to be playing uh, Origin at all this year um he's going to undergo ankle surgery and will miss about six weeks so a huge blow for for the Blues, uh, and also for Newcastle Knights, obviously mostly for, for Tyson Frizzell. Do love Tyson as a player, but it opens up a spot there for Liam Martin from Penrith, um, and I'm sure he'll do a, a fine job as well. What's happening with Reed Marnie? So he has been released by the Queensland camp uh, to play for Parramatta against Newcastle on Sunday. Uh, is it official? I mean, yes, it's official. He's been released, but I think Parramatta's still waiting to confirm whether he can play Uh, he's been named in the side so i imagine he will play but i'm just not so sure it's a a wise decision keep in mind that first choice hooker harry grant he hasn't played for a few weeks three or four weeks is he going to be able to get through the 80 minutes i'm sure he probably will but what if he doesn't who's the backup then and then we're hearing talk that ben hart might be called into the into the squad as well um I guess you've got AJ Brimson. He could he could fill in uh, and give uh, Harry Grant a spell if need be. Anyway, who cares what the Queenslanders are doing? Uh, let's focus on the Blues and uh, no dramas in our camp uh, other than Frizell. But he that was uh, before the uh, the squads were announced officially. So we're we're good to go. No injuries, and let's hope that it is a. Yeah, A nice, smooth build-up for Freddie and the boys heading into uh, that match seven sleeps away in Townsville. Uh, The boys got off. uh, Felice Cafusi got off that trip. uh, So he's free to play for Queensland. And uh, we'll talk to Greg McCallum a little bit later on. All things around the judiciary. Uh, We normally get Greg on the line and, and get his thoughts. I also want to get his thoughts on how he thinks the game will be officiated or refereed. Uh, on next Wednesday, we know that look, don't they'll say, look, that it's the same rules for NRL and Origin. We know, you know, I know it's not. Um, well, the rules might be the same, but they do tend to turn a blind eye, don't they? The referees, on occasion, and just let the game, let the game run, let it roll on. Uh, and I hope they do that again this series as well. However, under the, the high tackle crackdown, I think uh, the referee is going to be under enormous pressure. And maybe, just maybe, and I think he probably will have to enforce the rules as they have been enforced over the past few weeks. Wait and see. Wait and see. Um, either way, it's it's going to be a, a cracking game, isn't it, on Wednesday up there. Difficult this weekend. Of course, it's the bye weekend. So only four matches. A number of teams missing, uh, well, Penrith particularly, missing a stack of their players for the match against West Tigers. About eight players, I think, are out. Eight or nine? Well, can you imagine if they got up and, and beat the Tigers, who are pretty much at full strength? Uh, Luciano Le Lua, he got off at the judiciary as well, so he's free to play. Um, that would be a turn up for the cards. We'll go through our tips, actually, a bit later on, me and the Mad Rusky, and we'd love you to get involved in the show. The open line, it's open now. There's space on the board if you want to give us a call, one one You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Yes, indeed you are, and well, it's not just with me, is it? Let's be honest. I, as I did say, I've got the mad Russian here. He's a lot younger than me. He's half my age, and uh, well, do I keep you young? You do, you do, you do. No, I, well, I'm, I'm quite young for my age, really. I yeah. think you, you keep me young, uh, half my age, and as half my uh, experience. I was going to say intelligence. I won't say that because you're a very intelligent man. Um, you're thinking. No, no. Half my life experience. You've got so much of life to live just yet. I mean, you're very wet behind the ears. I know you're in a new relationship. Well, not a new relationship, but you're going through all that stuff. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. Young love. Young love, you on your Sunday afternoons watching the West Tigers play your team manly, her team's West Tigers.
4: They're not lovely afternoons.
3: Have they played each other yet?
4: Yeah, we went to the game on Anzac Day uh, together at Bankwest Stadium. How'd Massacre. That, how'd that end up? Uh, Forty points to six, in favour of the Sea Eagles. Yes. If any West Tigers fans Does that? Remember. We've
3: had this discussion before. So if you go for Manly and your mm. lovely girl friend, yes, uh, goes for West Tigers, is there a rift in the
4: in? You don't live together, do you? No, not yet. Have You discussed that yet? Yes. Oh, we're in discussion. Wow. So where is where is your lady living now? She's up in with parents. Yes, with parents in Newport. And sort of you? We, you have to give the address away. Well, and you? It's a big suburb. Are you with parents? Yes, I'm with parents wow. further south.
3: But it's so bloody expensive to move out of, of home, isn't it?
4: This is the issue. Oh, tell this me is about the issue. it.
3: It's expensive
4: yeah. at my age yeah. moving out of home. And then you've got to find housemates all... that you can stand living with and... Well, what I'd sort of love stuff? a housemate.
3: I'm, I'm paying yeah. rent. I'm mm. struggling to pay the rent where I am. Mm. Three kids every other week. I'm thinking of getting someone young in. Maybe. Oh. oh here's a thought. Mm. Now, just thinking aloud. Yeah. Maybe you and your girl could come and rent our big bedroom in my place with the three kids. Dog Only every second week, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog's a good Ooh. dog. He's a bit naughty, but you yeah. could take him for walks. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about some other time. Mm. But I, I really am because it's so expensive. I'm thinking I'll have to get someone in to help me pay the rent. Call in. Chris's Call in. new roommate. A room. Looking for a roomie. I'm looking for a roomie. And you've got to and my kids are really good. They're mm. well behaved, but they're loud, they're noisy, they're active. They're kids. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. They're kids, but they're only there every second week. Mm. Maybe you could move in every second week, move in and out.
4: So when the kids aren't
3: there? It's fine. We'll we'll all get on. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. We'll all get on. (laughs) Big room, massive room. Biggest room in the house you'll have. Um, My teenage daughter's got an ensuite with her room. She's not going to want to. And she's not giving that up. She doesn't want to give that up, but she hasn't got a say in it. I'm the one forking out the wedge, right? (laughs) That's very true. I'm the one, you know, having sleepless nights about how how to pay the rent. Mm. So if I can just get, you know, a young girl in, I'd rather a girl than a guy, right? I don't, Oh no, a guy. Would be do you fine. just get on want... with girls better? Yeah, or... I probably do. Probably I'm do. A bit like that. Yeah, probably do. Um, yeah, just to help out with the rent, that's a good idea. All all, all bills, no bills, in, it's all all included. Yeah, food too, everything. Mm. Oh, I cook, pretty good cook. Yeah. We'll throw it out there. Anyway, the text line is uh O four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh that's the text line. Um you can give us a call if you want to come and live with me. One three hundred oh one eleven
4: seventy. What? Different way to use going? use the time slot, but you know, it's your show.
3: Yeah. Well it's it's just trying to help me get mm. you know, get my
4: life together, basically. Yeah. yeah well, well what do you want to talk about? Football. Well, not necessarily. Things Jordan. about around football or drinking. Origin. Well, no. So, Origin's going up to, to Townsville. I just see the tickets bang, gone. Gone. Two minutes. Is that a surprise? Sold out. Also, Two people lining up. It's very 90s, isn't it? Usually, everyone just goes online now. I don't line up. No. Well, there's an online here. Well, exactly. Well, I think there is so, a ticket booth th- anymore, isn't Well, is is there? there was. There's long lines of people buying tickets in Townsville. In Townsville. To well, get into the game. Well, so I don't know how well, many they yeah, reserve well, for that. in the big cities. Si- it, very nice. Yeah,
3: down here in the big smoke they wouldn't do that. Up there's not much to do up there. <laughs> Queuing up outside Queensland Country Bank Stadium Hello, for a couple it. of <laughs> hours. Hello, we're not going into North Queensland, it's all right. Hello <laughs> to our listeners in Townsville. That might be good fun. Chew the fat, two Wait, hours. But, oh. Fellow rugby league lovers, Queenslanders. That's what are they gonna talk about? Run. Yeah. Honestly. Like what? All their injuries. Yeah. Oh, they could reminisce about the good old days
4: with JT and Cooper and Billy, Cam. Yeah, very yeah? much so. Well, I was listening to the captain's run with Cam Smith today. It's mm-hmm. midday's the Wednesdays. Great, the the great, great Cameron Smith. The goat. The goat. Um, and Den and Kemp brought up a story about Freddie Fitler. So I thought I'd try and steer you in this direction, see how you
1: receive it. I just want you to listen to this. Okay. I'm telling you, if there's one man that loves Townsville, it's the great Freddie Fitler. Does he really? The great Freddie Fittler. There you go. So years ago, he came on my podcast, absolute legend. The podcast had just started. No one even knew who it was, but he wanted to help me out. That's the kind of bloke he is. Love Freddie. Mm -hmm. Anyway, on the podcast, he told a story of they never lost in Townsville. I was like, Freddie, how do you never lose in Townsville? Mm -hmm. He said, well, actually, we were a team that we played hard, but we partied harder. This is early 2000 Roosters where they had a stack size. Yes, yes. So So when they got to Townsville, the rule was if you didn't win, you couldn't go out. So he would go up to Townsville, and if the try was scored against them, he would be behind the line. This is Freddie's own words. Going to each player, pointing right in their face. You want to go to the Mad Cow? You want to go to the Mad Cow? And they never lost a game in Townsville. Fair incentive,
4: I say. Fair incentive. And the Mad Cow, apparently going out in Townsville is quite something. I think I've been there. It's quite something. I haven't been up there, but... Your stories about going out in North Queensland.
3: I've been there to call some games Mm. for this station, actually. Right. Um, And obviously I've been there to play Mm. quite a few times. But generally, I don't think I've really let the
4: hair down in Townsville. Mm. Um, Have I? But it got me thinking because we've had some, you know, talking about Freddie going out and Fletcher's. Always on with stories about places he's been. Yeah, but the world's changed, in. isn't it? But we, okay, so Manly, well,
1: the, the Manly, yeah, Manly, You
4: Often see the Sea Eagles down at Manly Wharf Bar. The before the Brad, game. No, no I no, In the off the course, I've seen, yeah, Tommy <laughs> <laughs> the course, <laughs> seen Tommy on the course. So, seen Tommy on the course a few times. But Brad Parker is always there. Every other time I turn up there, I see Brad. Before the game, not before the game. Uh, if he's for example, they played a Saturday night game. He'll be there on a Sunday. Well, and good. occasionally he's got a few of the boys They're there. Sean you to Kepi's get been out. down there. Well, he'll be able to get down there more. See a lot of the team. He's suspended, isn't he? Who? Kepi. Did he get Kepi? suspended? Yeah. Did he get yes. did he, get, so he did a couple of weeks. Did he ago. get a couple of weeks? Yeah. But I was just thinking well, about. Well, he'll be able to spend lots of time at the Wharf Bar. Well, so that's the Manly Seagulls, seems to be watering hole. Do you have any watering yeah, Manly's holes got in your store? Uh, yeah, it's a, nice,
3: it's a great place to sort yes. of. It go is. after playing football, yeah. isn't it? it? Let's be honest, it's
4: a lovely place, a lovely part of the world to yeah. live. Toby Rudolph got it in trouble for talking about Northeast. Northeast, yeah. Down the eastern suburbs? Never, real, I've never had a
3: night I've at Northeast because it's too far away. No. I've been to down Icebergs, the suburbs, down there. They're, 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 they're shy Even further,
4: yeah.
3: You're mixing them all up now. Mm. Uh, I don't know where the Roosters boys go. Uh, Icebergs. Iceberg or the pavilion there yeah. or whatever it is. In Coogee. Coogee Bay Hotel. Is there any uh, old oh, near... Coogee Bay Hotel. That's yeah. quite infamous, isn't it? There's been exactly. some issues there around origin too, I think. <laughs> yeah. In years gone past. And I can't even recall what they were, but no. there were issues. Um,
4: were yeah. there any... Me? West magpies. Oh, I forget where we used to or go. Western Reds even. people listening in Perth. Oh, Goodness.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, we used to, uh, in Perth, Perth was great. Perth was different mm. in that, uh, unlike Sydney over there, this is, so this was 25 years ago, uh, Sunday sessions were huge. Mm. Yeah, huge. Mm. Bigger than Friday and Saturday nights. Right. And that was great because if we'd played on a, on a Saturday night or a Friday yeah, night, we would the Sunday. Yeah. Um, there was one hotel, the Leadable Hotel. Oh, it was great fun. Mm. And we were like, most of the team were all single
4: yeah
3: living away from home something for mo for a lot of us it was the first time we'd lived out of out of home away from right. home for for me mm. it certainly was so mm. i packed the bag and went over there in 1994 so i went over there the year before the reds came in and i played in the local competition mm. part of my deal was to help set and i was set it up yeah, yeah. and i was just out of university too mm. So i just done a marketing degree, and I worked in the sponsorship, pulling all that stuff together. So it was good fun actually. Mm. But most of us didn't have family. So we were one big happy family. Mm. And we we trained hard, but we played, we hard. partied hard too. Fun, and a lot of us were single. Mm. So yeah, the Leadable Hotel was brilliant. I remember that on a Sunday. It was mm. like, it was a highlight. Whereabouts is that in Perth? Cause uh, just West Perth.
4: Okay. Right,
3: West Perth, not far away at all, just on the fringes. That would have been uh, Then there was um, at Fremantle too. I'm trying to work out where we used to go there. Uh oh, the left bank, mm. down on the river there. Oh, yeah, oh, there were loads of places. Then there was oh Northbridge, the Northbridge Hotel. Mm. Boom! No, we had some fun over there.
4: Fantastic.
3: And I don't know if they still do it, but there were all these these real pretty girls dancing on tables. <laughs> <laughs> At the it was one of life. those
4: kind of bars. Well, no, it wasn't. No, it That's wasn't. That's the thing.
3: Oh. That's the thing. It wasn't one of those bars. It right. was a normal bar. Right. But all the girls didn't wear much and they were all fresh-faced and they liked dancing on the tables on a Sunday afternoon. Right. They weren't getting paid. They were there
4: just dancing on tables. You've been up to Byron? Yeah. Cheeky Monkeys a bit like that. Yeah. Got one nightclub up there. Right, okay.
3: But they have what? Go go girls! No 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 girls in, Sim, girls in cages.
4: It's just Byron. Just everyone yeah. turns a bit feral.
3: So that was good over there. No, Campbelltown. My days at West Magpies. Uh, no, not well. There was, there was a place we went to, mm. and this is not a nice story. Uh, we were lining up. I was in the cab line afterwards. Ooh. This is not a good story, actually. Shall I go down this? Path? Yeah yeah. It's late night. Some I've... blokes glassed me. Didn't even see it coming. So. I'm out of the cab line yeah. and oh, you blood would pouring out of my head everywhere. Yeah. And I'd have quite a few syrups because yeah. I was in the cab line ready yeah. to go home. Um, but when you've had a few syrups and you get a, a big cut in your head, it really pumps that blood mm. out. Like, I had to get about 20
4: stitches. Or well, staples. What had you done? You just looked at him don't, don't, funny. Don't, don't, did I, I did not
3: even see it from behind. I wow. wouldn't to this day know who it was, what yeah. it was, what it was for. Why? There was a scuffle broke out mm. in the cab line somewhere. It was just wasn't with me, it was, in, and then bang, bang. didn't it feel is. it, I didn't feel it, so I, I saw all this blood, and um, I said to the cab driver, just take me to the hospital, please, <laughs> went in there, staple, 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 oh. yeah, I know, so I got home the next morning, I went and stayed at a mate's house, I was going home the next morning, I walked in, mum and dad, well, what has happened to you, I said, don't know, but anyway, so I had to play the next weekend with these staples in my head, oh. and I never wore headgear, right, you would have... I hated headgear. Did just you couldn't, do so, don't I had or to. Just, oh, of course yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to. But I was just so scared to get my head close. I missed that many. I reckon I missed more tackles than yeah. I made. Uh, how are we going down this track? Anyway, no, there was uh, after after training, the Lumia Hotel. That was a yeah. good little go-to for us.
4: There
3: you go. I remember as a Parramatta fan, uh, me and my mates, we used to go down to... um What was it called? What was it called? King's Head, I think it was.
4: King's yeah, Inn. yeah. They still use that as a is it
2: King's Head. Think it is King's Head. Head.
4: Yeah, something like that. It's
2: King's um, Inn or something. Yeah,
3: I can't even remember. That was always good there. Yeah.
4: Oh, they were the days. Exactly. Text but, in.
3: Yeah. What favourite uh, favourite watering holes yeah. uh, around rugby league grounds? How about that? Yeah, favorite yeah. watering holes around rugby league grounds. I mean, now listen, you, you can jump on the open line as well. One 1-300-01-1170. The rule is what, though? If you've had more than six brewskis, just use the text line. Um, <laughs> under six under six sherbets and jump on the open line. one one 1170 And nice to have your company as well. Uh, we're here up until around about midday. Oh, mi- midnight, even. I'll, I'll head off and uh, the Mad Russian will be here as well. And uh, back on air on Friday evenings. Not this Friday, though. We've got this Friday off. So I've been given Friday off. Yeah. Beautiful. Are you happy make- with that? I have to make some plans, yeah. well, I haven't done uh, it, yeah. Well, I haven't had a Friday off for a while, that'd be good. Uh, get involved with the show 1300 01 1170. If you'd like to jump on the open line, you can do that right now. There's space on the open line, or the text line 0457 736 736. We're asking you, our rugby league fans, uh, where's your favorite watering hole around the ground, obviously, mm. you know, before or after the game. Where do you go? What's got the best vibe? What's a good place to go? And this is obviously around Townsville, and we're talking mm. about going up there. Well, we can't go up there. We've got work to do down here. What's your favourite watering hole? Send a text in. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, this one from uh, Steve from Bondi, the Sporting Globe, Darling Harbour. Oh, ching ching boom. There's a big credit. <laughs> Sporting Globe, <laughs> Darling Harbour. Yeah, that's what I said. And they are a sponsor of this uh, station, we must declare. Uh, Joel and Fletch were there, the Sarvo, uh and weren't too bad. That's Steve from Bondi. So they did their OB from the Sporting yeah. Globe this afternoon. Correct. So what are the rules then? So if you're doing the show, because, like, we're here now, and I'm not allowed to have a beer or a glass of wine with you, am I? No. Technically? Technically. So... Joel and Fletch, if they're doing their outside broadcast at a pub, well, do you have to sort of blend in and well, do what?
4: when in row? I think it I think it'd be like driving a car, wouldn't it? I don't know. The, the one an hour. What's I the on, on air right.
3: What's the on air limit? 0.05 for a car. Yeah. Or zero, or you, isn't it, for p platers? Yeah, zero for pea platers That's Well true. they're not p platers, they're no, fully fledged. No. So do you think there is a code for radio announcers? I guess you in the oh, workplace. No. Well, most workplaces you've got to be. I guess what sober is it? Well, no, but zero <laughs> zero tolerance, or is it 0.05 in the workplace? Yeah, that's a good. It depends which know. workplace you work, in. and depends what time you come to work. That's like right. if you if you're over 0.05 at eight am when that's you come a in, that's a, that's an issue. Yeah. But whereas you and I, we work at nights, mm. so to be 0.035 at nights is acceptable, more acceptable. <laughs> but I don't know. Is there a HR off um, department in this building?
4: Maybe. Not here, no. They're no. in
3: Melbourne. Oh, they're in Melbourne. Mm. So if we wanted to have a discussion about the alcohol <laughs> levels required <laughs> be or the tolerated, legal team yeah, we Might d- be
4: the ones to consult there.
3: Uh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, look, it's, it's, I don't know why we're even talking. That. You wanted to say, you want to talk about these watering holes. Uh, Donnie in Randwick uh, before the races. Bruce Randy. Oh, the Donnie. The Donny, okay. The Donny. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, keep them coming through. Uh, watering holes. And it, it was on Den and Kemp's um, show today with Captain Drum with Cameron Smith. Den and Kemp was saying that Freddie Fitler, when he was playing with the Roosters, uh, the deal was and uh, they never lost in Townsville mm. during his time there, I believe. And the deal was um, you could only go out afterwards After. if we yeah. win, if we win. And uh, they won every time because uh, they enjoyed going out, Freddie and the boys. Now, uh, news today all around. And Daly Cherry Evans, he's uh, he's been in the spotlight, hasn't he? Uh, It it was believed he was the architect uh, behind this push to uh, maybe remove Peter Vlandis as the ARL Commission chairman, which is not true at all. He is the general president, though, of the Rugby League Players Association. So he's representing a number of players, hundreds of players. And But he seems to have been made a bit of the scapegoat, and it didn't help his cause, though, comments he made at the weekend after Manley's loss to Newcastle. Um, maybe if he had his time again, he might think twice about what he said. But let's have a listen to what Daily Cherry Evans had to say tonight on Fox Sports NRL 360.
1: No, that's not the case. Obviously, my name's been attached to it, but... You know, the playing group's made up of nearly 500 players, uh, so obviously there's a few people that have vented their frustration and anger through the media, and um, like I said, my name got attached to it, but, um, yeah, hopefully we can move on from that one. Mate, to be honest with you, I've spoken to a few players over the last couple of weeks in particular. I don't think it's any one player in particular. It's uh, it's probably just a broader, broader opinion from a few people who, you know, just, like I said, a bit frustrated, a bit angry with... Uh, a few things that have transpired, not just recently, but over probably the last 12 months. Just the lack of consultation, obviously, has brought some people's frustration out through the media, so whether that's right or wrong, that's not for me to say, but I think that's just probably where the situation's got to. Um, yeah, Pete, Pete was kind enough to um, let me uh, contact him today, actually, so it was really good that we got to sort of just see eye to eye, and one thing we definitely see eye to eye on um, hoops is the way, the player welfare side of what's happened recently, and that can't be underestimated how lucky we are that the NRL has come in and backed us on that front. Um, it's probably just the process that it took uh, to, to, you know, the situation that we're in now. That was probably the, the, the difference in opinion that we had over it. But certainly eye to eye on where the, where the game stands on the, on the player welfare side of things. It's, it's great for us.
3: Well, there is Daly Cherry Evans um, getting his voice across, um, sticking up for himself and the players. Andrew Webster, who uh, writes for the Sydney Morning Herald, he also works here with us, and um, you often hear Andrew Webster on here. And he's on the um, Friday show, isn't he? With, yeah. Uh, with Maddie Johns as well. Um, he, he, obviously, he likes Peter Vlandis and, and, and respects what, what he's done uh, for the game. It, it, we may not have even been playing last year. Mm. Uh, if it weren't for the commission chairman, Peter Volandis, right? He's shown a, a great deal of leadership. However, Andrew Webster is, is saying that, you know, the, those running the game have got their fingers all over all over the game and making some real key decisions. And he can understand, in part, the players uh, feeling
2: angry in that they haven't been consulted. Peter Vallandis has been great for the game. Without Peter Volandis, who knows what state the game is in financially? But as I keep saying, if you once you start messing around and getting your fingers all over what we watch week to week, that's when you've got issues. When you, when administrators start doing that instead of people who understand the game and not listening to people who understand the game, including and not and, and in particular the people who play the game, I find that to be deplorable. And I think the way that it's things have, have rolled out in the last 2 weeks with the NRL who run the game, talking down their own game, talking about how dangerous it is, talking about the lifelong effects on concussion as if it's a fate of complete, that if you play the game, this is how you're going to end up. Talking down participation numbers, which have already been shot down by both the New South Wales Rugby League and also certain junior leagues like South Sydney, who think that's been they've been completely misrepresented, to continually keep talking down the game to prove that you're right. To prove that you're right. That's not right. That's wrong. I find that fundamentally disgraceful from the head office to be doing that.
3: There is Andrew Webster, and that was uh, Mornings with Matt White this morning. So uh, not holding back there. And uh, we've all got our own opinions, you know. And, and I, like Andrew Webster, I'm all for player welfare. And I think you know, anyone listening to this show is for player welfare. I, I, my, only, my only issue with this head crackdown the fact that it was thrown onto us so suddenly, uh, the fact that, okay, maybe the players weren't consulted enough, but, okay, I can deal with that. What I, what I find hard to deal with um, is the raft of players being sent off or sin-binned and, and penalties being blown for um, incidents which are part of the game. That's my only gripe about it. And I don't want to see the fabric of the game changed um, overnight in such, a, in such a drastic way. I want to keep the gladiatorial nature of the game within the rules. We know you can't make contact with the head, but I just want the referees to um, get a bit more of a feel for the game without willy-nilly sending players marching off for 10 minutes, which, you know, let's be honest, it can have a a marked influence on the outcome of games. That's my, my gripe about it, my only gripe about it. I understand what the game is trying to do. And it's a bit of a different weekend, isn't it? So seven sleeps until Origin 1 up there in Townsville. And uh, what that means is that uh, this weekend's fixture list, well, it's been cut down. We've only got the four games Dragons take on the Broncos on Thursday at Cogra. West Tigers play the Panthers on Friday at Leichhardt. Melbourne Storm are up against the Gold Coast Titans. That's at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday at 7.35. And then the one game on the Sunday, Newcastle against Parramatta at McDonald Jones Stadium uh, kicking off at five past four. So if you're doing Fantasy League or you're doing tipping competitions at home or at work or wherever... Makes things a little tricky, doesn't it? Because uh, your team, uh, well, some teams more than others, are affected quite dramatically from state of origin, namely Penrith. Let's uh, why don't we go through Mad Rusky? Why don't we go through? Let's do it. And how did you go last week? Five, eight. Five, eight. 5 out of eight. Benji, correct. You were a Benji Marshall. I was a Wally Lewis. I was a five eight or a Bert Kenny. Bert, uh, what a uh, Freddie. Freddie. Yeah, Trent, right. Trent, Laurie, Laurie, yeah, five Five out of eight, five correct tips, five over eight, five eighth, you, you see where we're going there listeners, uh, we're a little bit off track aren't we, Dragons Broncos Thursday at Cogra, so Matt Dufty returns from a shoulder injury, Josh Kerr comes back from suspension for the Dragons, Jack DeBellin, uh, he's been named on the bench for his first game uh, in a couple of years. What else we got there? Cody Ramsey shifts from fullback to the wing. Jack Bird's going to be playing in the the back row. Uh, Zach Lomax uh, thumb injury, so he's out for another week or two. I will tell you this: the Dragons have won their past four games against the Broncos. I will also tell you this: the Broncos have not won at Cogra since 1998.
4: So, my dear boy, tipping. I like the Broncos. It- Low max out. Yep. Big out for the dragons. Um, I, I don't know. Do you believe? Do you buy? Like I, I find them interesting. The stats about, you know, last few games. Do you, you think teams take any notice of that? What trends or bogey teams or yeah. have won? Um, seven I think of the bogey last... teams when they run for a while, maybe. But oh. you know, games at certain grounds. I know there's certain grounds. No, I do. Enjoy going I do. I,
3: I put a bit in it. Yeah. Yeah. I take it into my equation. I definitely mm. do. For whatever reason, Broncos haven't had much luck at Cogra. Mm. So why, 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 why? Uh, You're going Bronx. I'm going Dragons. Okay. Not with a lot of confidence. Uh, No Payne Haas for the Broncos, remember? Mm. No Xavier Coates for the Broncos. Matt Lodge comes back in from suspension, and Tyson Gamble also comes back from a suspension. So that's on the plus side. Yeah. Um, And Alex Glenn, he returns from a calf tendon tear. But that worries me. Yeah. An older player with a calf tear problem, mm. it's going to, oh, I hate to say it, but I think it's, it's going to be problem. recurring for a long time. Yeah. And I'm speaking from good experience mm. there. Um, I've got quite a sizable physiotherapist bill um, in the last 12 months due to calf tears. Mm. So I am. Tears plural. Tears plural. Yeah, not good. And in different calves. Oh. In different baby cows. Different baby cows. Torn the baby cows a few times. I told you about that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was down there doing my very first shift as a lifesaver.
4: Yep. Gone.
3: Gone. Yep, first shift on the soft sand. Mm. Boom. I was just jogging up to have a shower. Boom. Tear. Bang. So I had to do an incident report on my first shift on myself. (laughs) Go
4: figure.
3: That's, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That is the story of my life. It's me. Bring out the violins. (laughs) West Tigers, Penrith. Friday, Five minutes to eight. Leichhardt Oval. So, here's the story. West Tigers have received a boost with Luciano Le Lua found not guilty of a shoulder mm. charge last night at the judiciary. Big in. Big in free to play. Uh, so, you know, what else have they got there? No real changes to mm. their to their team. Offer
4: of hen off to oh, yes. Origin.
3: Offer of Hen-Gowie plays Origin. So, they lose him. Uh, Penrith. Okay. Speaking of Origin, no Nathan Cleary, no Jerome Luai, no Brian Toto. no Isaiah Yeo, no Liam Martin, no Appy Corrissau, no Kurt Capewell, all away on Origin duty, and no Moses Leota, a one-week ban for a careless high tackle. Right. So basically, they're missing half, more Love than the half team. their team, <laughs> right, uh, and pretty much all their playmakers are all out. On the plus side for Penrith, before you start Mm. thinking I've got rocks in my head. Dylan Edwards comes back Mm. from a hamstring injury. You've still got Stephen Crichton Mm. into the centres. You've still got this bloke called Mac Burton, who is just so impressive. Who will play in the halves. Goes into Mm. 5'8". Yeah. Robert Jennings goes on to one wing. Tyrone May will play halfback. Mitch Kenny, who did really well when Appy was Mm. out. He's the new hooker. All right. Uh, in the back row, Scott Sorensen and Matt Eisenhuth come in for um, Isaiah Yo and Liam Martin. So it's still a pretty damn good team when you look at it, even though they're missing Kick all out. of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, still there. He's still there. Madman, the Mad Meat Axe is still there. Fisher Harris. Yeah. Be a brave man at Leichhardt. A brave man to tip Penrith against the full-strength West Tigers at Leichhardt against a half-strength Panthers team. So who are you tipping?
4: I'm still tipping the Panthers. Are you really? The Tigers are tempting, but the Panthers are still dollar fifty favorites with the bookies. I think that just tells you everything you need to know about that game. I don't think it matters at the moment for Penrith. Their resi side are going with,
3: well. With West Tigers, if I tip them, they lose. If I don't tip them, they win. <laughs> so what are you doing? I'll go the other way.
4: <laughs> I'm tipping Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. You haven't asked me about the other game. Oh, what? You said Dragons. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said Dragons. Good, because that's what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> right now, I turn the page on. Uh, what day have we got now? Saturday, just the one game up there on the Sunshine Coast. So it's a Melbourne Storm home away from home game. Uh, Kenny Bromwich is fit to play. He'll replace uh, Felice Cafusi in the back row for the Storm. What else we got there? When you think, oh, yeah, but the Storm are missing all their players. They're missing Munster. They're missing Harry Grant. They're, but they've been missing them for mm, a month.
4: That's right. And they keep winning. And... Team playing across from them have lost all their good play, all their good players. Well, there and they're
3: up and down like you mm. wouldn't believe. You, you can't get on the Titans with any consistency. No. Um, okay, Storm have won six from six at the Sunshine Coast
4: Stadium, unbeaten there, and they'll win against the Titans on Saturday. That's my lock, I reckon, of the round. I reckon you're like right to. Beat the too. And
3: they've got no Tino Faso or Malawi. Yeah. Gone to play Origin.
4: No it's, David Fafita. No David Fafita. It,
3: no AJ Brimson. Oh, they're stuffed. Boom. They're stuffed. Why play it? They're stuffed. Why even play it? Yeah. It's a bit like my my young under thirteens boys no, this that's weekend. A bit harsh. No, we're playing the same team that pumped us forty 0 in
4: round one. Surely you've got to be in regrading. I'm not saying oh, we, you're are. we are. We are. Oh, we But re-graded. it's after this weekend. Okay. So we've so still one got to go more, one, one more, more. One more. One more shellacking. Hard, little harden them up. One more Have thumping. Them
3: ready no, Week see after I'll, here's my strategy. Yeah. Right? You're going to soften gonna, them up. I'm bringing them into training tomorrow. I'm going to sit them all down and have a good chat to them. Mm. Honesty session. Mm. Right? This mob that beat us 40-nil in round one four weeks ago, five weeks ago, they're coming to our home ground. They are going to be that cocky and complacent. We're going to ambush them. Mm. I like it. 13, 12-year-olds are going to ambush them. They're twice our size, by the way, this mm. other team.
4: That doesn't help in rugby They've like,
3: all reached puberty. My boys haven't. Mm. Somehow we're going to ambush him. We're going to come. Yep. We Bind could actually away. hide behind the corner posts. My boys are that small. Boy. And behind well, those big pads. And behind the uprights. Mm. You wouldn't see us. That's how small we are. Mm. We're going to ambush. That's Good. the plan. I'll like let you it. know how we get on. I like it. Back to tipping. tipping. Uh, so, yeah, uh, why turn up? Gold Coast Titans. You might as well stay home in bed. But that's the attitude. <laughs> Newcastle, Parramatta, Sunday Four o'clock at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. Knights coming off that win against Manly, who were robbed. uh, Well, they weren't robbed, but they were. We were unlucky. 9-1. Penalties, come on. Two in the bin. One deserved two. Uh, Move on, Chris. That was last week. Knights, Eels, Sunday, four o'clock. David Klemmer, he's gone, suspended for two weeks. Uh, Suaso Sue comes into the front row. Jacob Saifidi takes over from uh, his brother Daniel, who's on Origin duty. Knights have won four from six at McDonald Jones Stadium this season. Reed Marnie's been named at dummy half for Parramatta. Uh, he's been released by Queensland. Surprisingly, mm. what else we got? Uh, Regan Campbell Gillard comes back from suspension. So too does Dylan Brown. They got to kick up the backside last week, Parramatta. I think they'll be too good.
4: I couldn't agree more. And uh, That's the news lock. coming through from Barry Tui this afternoon that Tyson Brazil out for six weeks, yeah, having ankle surgery, doesn't help him either.
3: Oh mate, if that storm against Titans, you're locked. Parramatta against Knights, I reckon's a lock too, yeah. almost, isn't it? Or Why don't you throw the house on the all up, storm double. into eels? They're going to be a dollar sixteen, dollar sixteen into a dollar twenty. But you throw throw ten thou onto it, and uh, you'll pull out, you know, a fifteen hunch. Put in, take out. Yeah, put in, take out. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll not next. Is he on the line shortly, no, Greg McCallum? Yeah. We're going to speak to him a bit later on. Um, we're going to talk to Greg McCallum about all the. Uh, Issues at the judiciary last night, and I'll get his thoughts, too, because I want to see what a former referee thinks about uh, officiating in Mm -hmm. state of origins. Is it a new set of rules? Do you play by a different set of rules or not? What are your writing instructions? Are you told just to let the game flow? Uh, We'll talk to Greg McCallum a little bit later on. Uh, French Open, though, it's well underway. And uh, up next, we're going to talk to Brett Phillips about what's happening in Paris. And great to have your company. It's coming up to nine minutes to 11 o'clock. We're here until midnight. We're going to take a little break away from rugby league at the moment. Well, we don't just talk rugby league here. We talk mostly nonsense, let's be honest. But we're going to talk tennis now, and uh, it's to do that. It's all around the French Open, of course. It's into day four, and the first lot of the second-round matches are underway in Gay paris And we've got the host of SEN's The First Serve, Brett Phillips, with us on the line now. And we do this thanks to First Serve Tennis Sunscreen at uh, au. Brett, how are you, buddy? Yeah, Chris, going uh, very nicely. Uh, sun out in
0: Paris. And uh, you're yeah, right, we're into the second round. Uh, took three days to complete uh, the first round as they do it at the French. Uh, the will uh, tell you what, the women's uh, draw is is opening up. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Marquette von Drusseva, who lost to Ash Barty in the final of the French Open a couple of years ago, she did get through on court Philippe Chatrier, the main court, today, 6-1, uh, 6-3. So that is a uh, very, very good result for her. Good uh, player who's been inside the top 20 uh, for a couple of years. But the girl who actually won... Her first ever title this year. Veronica Kudermetova, the Russian, the twenty seed, has been uh, knocked out. And the man with the uh, the biggest ball toss you've ever seen. Mm. I mean, I'm surprised it actually comes down, Chris. Federico <laughs> Delbonis, the big Argentinian, has ended the fairy tale run of Pablo andahar who knocked out Dominic Team first round, knocked out. Roger Federer in Geneva a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Another five-setter. So he'll be uh, icing up there uh, today. But Federico gets through. It's incredible. So he wants you guys just go
1: monstrous, game. monstrous
3: ball toss. Has he? I have, I've got to be honest, oh. I haven't seen him he's a lefty. He's been around a
0: while, so he's uh, he's a bit of a veteran uh, these days, and he can sort of every now and then come up with a, a really big result, but uh, you know, it's a big, it's a tall ball toss, but uh, that's the point of difference. All players have, mm. um, are a little bit different in uh, that regard, but yeah, Aussie-wise, we've got Isla Tomlanovic to come. Uh, she will be in the early hours of this morning up against uh, Pevla the Russian. It's, uh, it's certainly a winnable one. Um, one of my favourites on the men's side, Kesper Rude, the Norwegian, whose father Christian was an ATP tour player. He's creeping mm. up to the top 10, this guy. He's in really good clay court form. Uh, he's had a victory as well with a few Aussies in the doubles, um, a few out, but Max Purcell, Luke Seville, the Slugs, as they're affectionately known, who made the Australian <laughs> Open final last year. Uh, they've got through in a thriller 7-6 in the third to make it through to the next round so two young guys who aren't setting the world on fire singles wise but are in the top 50 in doubles so they're, they're playing in the really big tournaments.
3: Alright, hey listen uh, we often have some some weird and bizarre injuries around Origin. I remember a time I think uh, Robbie Kearns fell off a horse actually and was ruled out, rubbed out of Origin um, with a bonding session. Petra Kavitova, <laughs> am I right in saying that she has injured her uh, in the press conference. Well, this is. <laughs> I've,
0: been, <laughs> I've been trying to get to the bottom of this today because we, I've got no line of sight on this. So I was uh, obviously reporting this in the early hours of yesterday morning, and it came as a total surprise uh, to everyone. Um, yeah, she played Sunday, had a win, mm. and is injured and put out a statement to say, "I've injured my ankle, had an MRI, it doesn't look good. I don't think I can take any further part. So. Uh, just exactly, it's a little bit sketchy as to where it exactly happened. So i would I'm imagine it happening when she walked out of the press conference, uh, down the stairs potentially, um, but we're trying to get a little bit more info on that. But that has opened up that side sort of the draw for Serena Williams who's going to play probably just after midnight. Uh, Kvitova was in her uh, little quarter of the draw there, so opens it up for Serena
3: to maybe go a little bit further. Mm, those press conferences, they can be dangerous places. You can mine fields and uh, very hostile sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, I wish her well. One of my favourites, Lexi Popper, and he took on Rafa Nadal. How did he go up against the King of Clay?
0: Look, I thought he put up a pretty credible performance, and and really he should have won that third set. Uh, you know, he he was right in it. Um, you know, dropped the first two, but was competitive. They played some good points, uh, and then Lexi got himself five two, served at five three with a couple of set points, and just couldn't quite seal the deal. And, that, and that's when a guy like Nadal, when he's under that much pressure, just to stay alive in that set, he's able to just to. Uh, just to dial in and reset and he just built the pressure as he so often does on clay and he wears you down and he, he got to the finish line in the end but no, Alexey Popperin's an amazing young talent I, I love the environment that he's created around him as well he's spent so much time over at the Moritoglu Academy uh, he's got you know coaching, uh, off off uh, court support as well You know, really good family behind him good young man to speak to and he's progressing to be where probably Alex Demonor is uh, right now, somewhere in that top 30 bracket, just where he lands long term Chris, hard to know totally but he's, uh, he's putting all the parts together and I think you'll walk around, it's a great experience to play in the Dale on the centre court in Paris where he's been so dominant, he'll, mm. uh, he'll take a lot out of
3: that. Oh absolutely, Willie Watt Mate, thanks for jumping on the line, Brett, always good to talk to you Pleasure. Thanks, Chris. My pleasure indeed here. Uh, and that's thanks to First Serve Tennis Sunscreen at sunblesssunscreens.com.au. First Serve Tennis Sunscreen at sunblesssunscreens.com.au. I look out the corner of my eye. Uh, I'm assuming this match here is live. It would have to be, wouldn't it? So uh, Nishikori has dropped the first set against uh, Karin Kuchinov, uh 6-4. Six four. Kachinov's Russian, isn't he? He's one yeah, of he's yeah, like yeah. you. Like mm. you. Well not like you, but your grandparents were <laughs> Russian, weren't they? They were. And they your great grandparents therefore. Yeah, and great grandparents. And their parents probably, yeah, Russian, probably. Russian as well. I'm What's your surname again? Molchinov. Yeah, from Molchinov. Well, well Kuchinov, Molchanov, Kachinov, Molchinov, Molchinov, Kachinov yeah, exactly. has taken the first set against uh 6'4", six four and Nishikori up five two in the second. So uh, it looks like he will uh, he will level things at one set a piece. Other news around today. And um, I mean, what this young fella, Nico Hines has done in it's, well, let's be honest. I mean, it's probably his second year. I reckon he came onto the scene only last year and he was very much a bit part player. He could fill in here and there and mostly out outside backs, but, He's been a, a revelation for Melbourne Storm. We talk about the missing Ryan Pappenhausen. And Pappenhausen, let's be honest, he was like he was his figures were off the chart what he was doing for Melbourne Storm this year. And Pappenhausen will have that number one on his back for as, as long as he wants, I would have thought. Uh, but Nico Hines has stepped into the breach, hasn't he? He's just done so, so well in the absence of Munster, absence of Harry Grant. Nico Hines has been the glue that's really held it it all together. Um, I know that Coach Craig Bellamy is really um, fond of of Nico Hines. Um, But as we know, he has signed a three-year deal with Cronulla Sharks. Good money too. Um, So Sharks fans, how do you feel about that? I reckon it's a good buy. I really do. Is um, a good fella too, uh, on and off the pitch. And you know, I think Craig Bellamy uh, spoke about Nico today.
5: I uh, Probably shouldn't be saying this, but um, he, he won't be with us next year. He's he just yeah, ten minutes ago. He, uh, he told me he'll, he'll be moving on, so I'll leave him to um, uh, to make that announcement. You know, but um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, and we thought it was a, a long shot as well. Um, you know that he'd stay with us. We, we would have loved him, you know, to stay with us. And I think, you know down he would have liked to but obviously you know there's some other considerations you know that he had to take into uh, into account
3: well there he is uh and that was yesterday actually my apologies it wasn't today um i don't like to mislead any of our listeners that was uh, craig bellamy talking with badge and sats yesterday so basically breaking the news wasn't it mm. news was breaking news
4: breaking badge and sats
3: news break i do like listening That's to those though. boys
4: they're good they're a, bit they're a, chuckle, are they? yeah.
3: a bit of a chuckle aren't they bit
4: of a chuckle um you like the promo they've got going at the moment with I don't know that I've heard it. With Joel's talking about the pie stores, so we're talking about watering holes. They were talking about their favourite pie yes, shops. Yes, I was listening live. Badges going up there to one between I think the Sunny Coast and Brisbane. Yeah, uh, a well, long way to go guess, for a pie, but with the the mustache and fletch reckoning. Oh he yeah, was well that's the, the, the trouble. With
3: him. Well, that's the trouble if you've got mustaches, moustache. and you know that I'm not a fan of the mustache. No, neither am I. No. Well, I, mean, I can't, can't grow, can't no, grow I can't one can't grow yet because you're very young. <laughs> uh, I've never Hachi. had a moustache. No, 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 no. no. Uh, well, uh, even summer, through the '80s, when holidays, it was I... very much in no. in vogue. No, I can't stand them. Oh, don't like them at all. That's very strong. don't like them at all. And particularly when you've got a big nose. I don't. But oh. blokes that have a big nose, why would you underline it? <laughs> that looks hideous. IMO, that looks hideous. Right. <laughs> Um, look, I'm no, I'm no male model, but I just, I, no, don't like him. Mm. But hygiene wise too. Hygienic. Yeah, yeah. Your food gets food. does get stuck in Save there. for later. For Ron. Yeah. So badge was probably saving some of his pie for Ron <laughs> for later on. And that's the thing. Like you can be there at a bar and mm. you know, if you're a single bloke talking to a lady at the bar and doing your best, throwing out some lines or, you know, and you've got a bit of Galo's meat pie, chunky steak, all the gravy, lean beef pie gravy just yeah. hanging off your moustache. I hysterica. mean, is it any wonder she leaves you stranded <laughs> at the bar when you ask to buy her a drink? So I can understand. I can understand where they're coming from. Mm. Um, now, what else What else have we got to talk about today? So
4: Tyson Frizzell, that's, mm. that's a huge blow, isn't it? I, I didn't realise it was that serious. Yeah. So he won't play at all. Origin. Yeah, well, it's an interesting. So we had our tips for the games over the weekend. You have mm-hmm. t- an early tip for for Origin. Who do you reckon's got the upper hand? Having seen the two squads now and had a couple of days to.
3: Oh look, reflect I, and. You know, I think.
4: I think. Think about
3: it. I think. Yeah. Well, I think New South Wales have got a much stronger squad, mm-hmm. um, but. These games have never been won on paper. They never are. You just look at last year, mm. worst team in 40 years, and they go on to win the series. So, you know, you can't go into any any series with with, with any great deal of confidence. But I do – and I said this to you the other night. Mm. I had concerns for Queensland because key players in key positions mm. are under an injury cloud and haven't played for a number of weeks. Mm. And like, so Caelan Pong is ruled out. We know that now. And that's a huge blow for them. But in actual fact, it's not a blow because you'd have Caelan Pong are playing at 80% Mm. fitness. And that's a weakness in your team. Mm. You've got Harry Graham who hasn't played for four or five weeks. Right? Mm. And they're going to ask him to play 80 minutes. Mm. I reckon that's a risk. You've got Munster who hasn't played for four or five weeks. And he's coming in, keep in mind, the pace of Origin is, is even faster than what we've been seeing in the NRL. Even with the new rules, Origin's going to have them too. Mm. You know, like there's nowhere to hide. And I, my concern for Queensland is they've got too many people in too many con, uh, key positions, not match fit. Mm. A month out, you lose a lot of match fitness. You really do.
4: You can do your best to try and keep it topped up. Not when you're in, carrying an injury, though. That makes it really hard. Does two games up there, particularly having the first two up there affect New South Wales at all. Well, of course, it does. Mm. Statistically,
3: st- statistics will prove that. Mm. Of the 18 series that have been where two games have been played in Queensland mm. since Origin became a three match series in 1983, Queensland have won 11 of the 18 mm. when Definitely. it's been when they've had two games in Queensland. How on earth I remembered those numbers. I don't know, but I do. I, yes, so I'm okay with the short-term memory thus far. 11 of 18, Queensland have won when they've had the two matches in the series since it became a three-match series in 83. So, of course it is. Yeah, mm. it's a huge advantage. There's going to be hardly any blue jerseys at mm. in that stadium in Townsville, at Townsville. No. Sold out in two minutes.
4: Mm.
3: Don't think there were many New South Welshmen in that line, lining up. Two minutes, so they'll put more tickets on sale. And they're going to put in another 1,800 or 2,000 seats mm. to up the capacity from 25 to 27. I don't know why. I thought it was a bigger stadium that, than mm. 25,000. Um, anyway, look, you just got to deal with what you are going to deal with. Um, but, yeah, no, it
4: is an advantage to Queensland. Freddie's been given the assurance that he'll be coaching beyond this year, New South Wales. Mm. If they lose this series... Is that the right move for you? I like the team he's picked, but he, he got it wrong last year and he admitted that. Um he's admitted that in the last week or so that Wayne Bennett outcoached him. Yeah. He hasn't got Wayne Bennett to come up against, but you, I think that's a a mm. really big decision from the NSWRL to reappoint him before this year. Because as you said, we had the we had the better team on paper last year as well. I would say the gap was even greater on paper than it is this year. But if mm. they don't get the, they don't so get the this
3: year. Why do you, why do you why guarantee are we resol- position of a coach when the, before the series is, is it done? It's even started. Well, my answer to that would be this, uh, at origin level, I don't particularly think you need a, a master tactician running no. your show. You know, um, Brad Fittler's a great guy. Yep. Well-rounded, wholesome, Genuine, ethical, well-respected in all walks of life, not just rugby league and media. Um, he's a he's a good man manager. Mm. He's a good friend of these boys. Um, and I think that the New South Wales Rugby League can see all those attributes, and they have seen enough in the last few years with him in that role that they're confident that he's the man to take them forward, regardless of any results. That's a long-term view. You know, I, th- I don't think they're looking for a, a master coach to come in, mm. a Craig Bellamy or a, a Wayne Bennett or whatever, more of a man management type mm. role because these, these boys have all yeah, been
4: – They know what they're doing by They know what they're doing, yeah. don't
3: they? Um, his job is to mould these boys in a limited time span to sing off the same song sheet and, mm. you know, and get things going in, 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 a, in a limited time frame. So it's more of a management type role than expert tactics, really. I think at this level, my opinion. Um, But I I like Brad. I like him a lot. Good fellow.
4: I could listen to him talk all day. He's superb media talent. Well, I could listen to Phil Gould all day. Yeah, and there's plenty of people who can't. You can't. That's true. It is a matter of plenty of people throw. He's got. He's got lots of haters. Phil Gould. Yeah, he does. That's just
3: part of being. But being I don't know why the media is it. I don't know why. Text me in. Why? Why are there so many yeah. anti girl people out there? Oh, a... 736 seven, seven, I I don't know Phil very well at all. Mm. We've probably had a couple of conversations. Hardly know him, but I respect what he's done, mm. and I I oh, listen yeah. to every word, every word, whether it be in commentary or whatever. I. He's
4: a very smart rugby league brain. Mm. And uh, I don't know why people. A lot of the success of the Panthers, you could argue now, is on the back of his work. A lot, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: That was visionary. His vision, yeah. Visionary. Um, I don't know how, how much input he's having now with the Warriors. Mm. He's still doing that as well, isn't he? Remotely yeah, or yeah. However, however that's working.
4: Turned down a offer to be the Canterbury Bulldogs CEO at the start of the year. Uh, not CEO, general manager. For football. Yeah. yeah, at the start of the year. Brad
3: yeah, way. no, no they look very well respected. But yeah, back to Brad Fittler. Um, yeah, I think I think he's I think he's the right man for the job. Um, and again, back to your question, uh, I think I think the Blues are stronger on paper, but um, I think they'll win. Mm. I think they'll win, and I, <sighs> I particularly think they'll win Game One. Fingers crossed. I think they'll win Game <laughs> One. And you and me, if we get up there, we could go and line up right now, pitch a tent. Pitch a tent outside Queensland Country Bank Stadium. You and me, little two man tent, for a couple of days, and we can get up, get first in line for those tickets when they are reissued in a couple of days' time. Because today it was a sellout. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't
1: handle the truth. Order! Order! Order!
3: Alrighty, well, the man we go to uh, for all the judicial stuff, all the legal matters, all the courtroom drama. He's a uh, former head of the Match Review Committee, obviously very uh, good referee in his day too. Greg McCallum, friend of the show. Welcome, for, thanks for joining us, mate. How you been?
6: I've been really well,
3: Chris. Good evening to you and good evening, everyone. Now, Greg, um, we're all, I guess, adjusting to this new way of life in rugby league and it's taking some longer to except the way it is than others. Um, still, there are, I guess, a bit of a divide um, with the high tackle crackdown. And and I imagine the, the referees, too, are, are probably going through a bit of an adjustment phase. I do think that they have reached a bit of middle ground. Um, what we saw on the weekend was, was, I think, improved on what we've probably seen over the first week or two of, of, of the crackdown. There still seems to be, though, and... Tell me if you agree or not. There still seems to be um, a little confusion about what should be placed on report and what is a sin-bin offence.
6: Yeah, there is a bit there, Chris. I agree
3: with you. I think a little bit of the
6: heat's gone out of it. The um, the first couple of rounds that this was bought in on, particularly the magic round, was very frenetic and everyone was sort of catching their breath. But um, overall, I think things have settled down. Um, although there was one incident that I'd like to mention from um, last Sunday's game, that really good match between the Seagulls and the Knights, but it was a critical decision made um, when... Tapao? Marty Tapao was um, sin binned, and um, he then was the victim of a a hit by uh, Tyson Frizzell, which was picked up three tackles later Mm. uh, by the bunker, and he was just placed on report, and he wasn't put in the bin. And I think that's that consistency we're looking for within one game in one half a footy, um, very similar incidents. Both players were charged um, with contact with the head. Uh, one player was in bin, one player wasn't, and that's what we've really got to work on to get that right.
3: Mm. No, I agree. They they were very similar, and um, you can probably understand Desi Hasler being being pretty pretty livid after that game. They had two players put in the bin, and and the Kepi one was a no brainer. In fact, he he may have even been mm. marched. I, I thought. Um, mm. But you're right, there does appear to be a bit of inconsistency. Just just on that match as well, and, and away from um, you know the high tackles and, and the crackdown, what about a 9-1 penalty count, Greg, in your day? Did you ever have penalty counts that were so lopsided? And I think Manley's only penalty was in, I don't know, the last minute or so. Um, as a coach, I can understand where Desi's coming from.
6: Oh, yeah, and that's what they'll grab onto. Um, Chris, the coaches are very um, understandably get quite anxious about the, the penalties that go against their side. They're probably more, uh, in a sense, that the penalties they don't get. You know, I think coaches put their hand up when their team is penalised. It's the ones they don't get. It reminds me very much of a story um, in my last season of refereeing. I did a finals match, and the penalty count was 9-3 time, and um, Desi Hasler came out to me, actually, and he said, um, how are we going to fix this penalty count up? What's going to happen? And I said, well, if you keep going the same way you are, it'll be 18-6 at the end of the game. <laughs> I said, but who wants to know? He said, oh, nobody. Um, the coach won't be happy, though. <laughs> so that was, of course, was Bozo, the coach. Um, and uh, yeah, look, they're the sorts of things that go on in the game, and um, people do become, uh, once the penalty count opens up, you know, four or five different um coaches do start to look at it as a bit of a problem in the game. But it's been overlooked a bit this year because of the six
3: to go. You know, there's been plenty of six to goes that have replaced penalties. Desi Orbozo never, um, and a bit off off track here, but Desi Orbozo never um, requested that he got hit by a cement truck, did they? Uh, not me, no. That
6: was a <laughs> colleague of mine. No. <laughs>
3: Some years earlier. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, now, I, I just on a serious note, I just I just can't fathom how one team Manly can be nine times worse than the other team Newcastle in in offending. Um, it, it just doesn't really add up. And then when you have the two players bend, whether rightly or wrongly, um, makes it difficult. Makes it difficult to win. But uh, you know, fair play to Newcastle; they were, you know, they were tough and gritty, and, and well. But-
6: yeah, they took their opportunities, mate. That's that's mm. what happens. And when you get a run of penalties in your favour, you've got to take that opportunity. And they did it and got home. From looking well out of the game in the first half, mm. uh, except for that five minutes before half time, um, Manly were well on top, and Manly sort of self-destructed a little bit in the second half. Mm.
1: We'll talk origin
3: in a minute. All, all the focus is on that at the moment. Uh, last night's uh, judiciary, uh, Felice Kafusi, he got off that tripping charge. Um you agree with that?
6: Oh, look, I thought it was a minor incident. Uh, he sort of lashed out with his foot. Years ago, of course, uh, tripping was an automatic send-off. It was one of the worst things you could do in the game. Absolutely. Um, and But, you know, I thought last night it was, it was a little bit unclear as to what made contact. They claimed that there was no contact. I think there was some brushing of his leg but um the player didn't really stumble or go to fall over so
3: I'm pretty you know um happy that um that he'll be available for origin. You talk about tripping and um and again off track here and I, I don't want this to be about me but my very last game uh, was at Belmore, and uh I got sent off first time in my career uh mm-hmm. I was uh, caught in the, the second line of defence, and, and you might remember, Greg, I was never blessed with too much speed. I knew this bloke <laughs> was going to get round me, this nimble nimble halfback, and I stuck the leg out. I stuck it out and got marched. So uh, that was it. That was it for me. But, yeah, you know, things have changed, haven't they? Luciano Le Lua. So he's also uh, been found not guilty for, for a shoulder charge, and that means he's uh, able to play uh, against uh, Penrith on Friday.
6: Yeah, and good luck to him as well. I didn't think there was too much in that. I thought there was um, some contact. I didn't think it was major contact. and It might have been one of those ones where the force wasn't uh, as heavy as it needs to be to prove um, contact in those situations. So, yeah, just got to be careful. You know, players getting off is great. Um, Players being charged um, way up against it. Those taking the early plea. you know, this is where it all becomes a bit of a whirlpool of, of outcomes. So, uh, but it's always interesting around origin time, isn't it, Chris? With players at the judiciary.
3: Well, it is, and 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 that oh, that leads me into another line of questioning. There are some, and you know, it's been spoken about for a while. Should should there be a different weighting? Um, should you be rubbed out of an origin game um, or a grand final? You got any thoughts on that? Should the weighting be any different?
6: I've always thought no.
3: When I was doing the. the,
6: the match review, you know, we put a number of players out of um, grand finals, Cameron Smith, uh, Luke Rickardson, Carl um, Webb, were we'll put out during semifinals, at, yeah, yeah. but I missed a grand final. But the more I look at it now, I'm, I'm probably coming to the, to the um, sort of view that there should be a uh, waiting on it, um, particularly if the player arrives at missing a, um, an origin or a, a grand final on the basis of um, these repeated infringements, and we spoke about this a few weeks ago, where I think they need to look into that. Um, I I don't agree with players missing major matches if they've accrued minor um, uh, carryovers or Mm. or loadings um, that affect their ability to play in the game.
3: Well, I guess that's why they brought the fine system in too, wasn't it? To um, for for the, the yeah, exactly. lower the lower grade offences. So you're not going to get rubbed out; you'll get a fine. So over the weekend, yeah. busy old weekend, wasn't it? So in total, eight players, uh, including David Clemmer and and Shaun Kepi, accepted suspensions. Eight players, and uh, twelve players accepted fines. So um, a busy old weekend again, and, and we can expect things to continue. Now you've uh, refereed a few Origins, didn't you, Greg? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I five Origins. Were you ever told to go out there and interpret the rules any differently to an NRL game, uh, i.e. make them more relaxed?
6: No, not at all. We we were probably heightened in
3: what we were looking at doing out on the field. The big thing
6: about Origin though, Chris, is you've got uh, 34 players that are involved in the game. 17, well, it could be 36 if, if uh, the 18th man becomes involved. You, you've got the best players out on the field generally, you know, and, and the Players, things they can do things at um, at the elite level that perhaps don't happen all the time in regular club games. You know, the, the players are so skillful, um, but it's high high speed, high drama, high intensity. So that's where I suppose incidents occur, and and that's what next Wednesday night people will be looking out for that the referee is consistent in applying the same interpretation. Uh, they've picked the most experienced referee, Jared Sutton, uh, to go out there and do the game. And I'm sure that he'll handle the game um, professionally. And and he will be enforcing the rules that have been in, in favour. You know, the, the referees have got a very firm view at the moment. And that is to go out and, and um, you know, do what they've been asked to do. And that is to enforce those rules.
3: You don't think there'll be any, any difference at all between uh, Origin 1 the way it's being refereed and uh, the recent NRL crackdown, it'll be the same, you think?
6: Uh, Mainly because it's happened in the last three weeks. You know, it Mm -hmm. hasn't been something that's been drifting along. This time last year, you might remember, or sorry, uh, two years ago, Mm -hmm. we had those high penalty counts and all of a sudden Origin came around and those high penalty counts stopped. Mm -hmm. You know, that that was something that was of concern, I think, to people that look for consistency. I think this is a little bit different because... um, it's very close to home at the moment with, with players being hit in the head. Um, you know, the story of Steve Mortimer's dementia, those sorts of things are very much in the forefront of people's minds. And, and, and they'll certainly be in the forefront of um, those that are coaching the referees at the moment.
3: Well, Jared Sutton, he's going to be uh, right under the blowtorch, under the spotlight big time because I think all of us are waiting to see. Because you would agree, wouldn't you, though, um, in recent times... The game has been, at origin level, probably allowed to flow. Maybe the referee um, doesn't doesn't have the microscope out as much. And there is a widespread feeling that uh, origin, whether you like it or, or don't like it, is referee differently.
6: Yeah, look, I, I think last year, um, the three games at the end of the season, a, a very different sort of origin last year at, at the end of the season, and they were only a week apart the matches. Um, I thought they flowed really well. and I thought with one, one referee, um, I think was a big improvement in origin as well. I, I know it's faster, but I just think when there were two referees out there there was this a little bit of confusion going on amongst the players. Um, I think that's the fact that it's one referee, um, I think that everything's in their forefront at the moment, in the forefront of their mind and their training that this crackdown's on and I I don't think there'll be a, a problem next week. I, I think it'll flow pretty well.
3: All right, mate. I appreciate you jumping on the line as always, Greg. It's always good to talk. Oh, before you go, uh, and you're a manly boy. You, you you grew up in that in that local area, I was that your old yep. club? Um, I was at your old club last week. Uh, Forestville mm-hmm. Ferrets. Is that your your mob?
6: That was my club. I had two clubs, Crimer and Forestville Ferrets.
3: Yes, well, I was up, up there, at Curry doing, Road there Yes, yes, well, <laughs> it's 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 a good little venue. It's hidden away, tucked away. It you is. wouldn't know. You could have a, I don't know what. You could have a, a cult gathering back there, and no one would even know you, you, you're there. But we were there. I was doing the NRL, uh, my latest accreditation, coaching, etc. You wouldn't believe. Mm. We're, out, we're out in the middle. Me and there's about another twenty other coaches from the local district, freezing our, you know, what's off. Um, and then I had to sort of rush in here, but mid-coaching, mid mid-lesson, mid, mid the lights have gone out. Boom, gone. Yep. They must have. They must be either on a timer or Forestville Ferrets haven't paid their, their, their lighting bill. Good old club, though. Good old club. Yeah, great club. Not many people got out of there alive, I tell you. They used to come in there. It was talking about an ambush. It was an ambush when I don't, we played teams up I, there. I don't suppose you ever referee, refereed there, did you? No. Uh, in the in, uh, juniors, I did yes, did but yeah. uh, certainly played there a lot. Yeah, yeah.
2: Freddie
6: Teasdale and uh, was the. A yeah. uh, player that played with me and his dad, um, Billy Teasdale, was the coach. So wow. Two great names of the Forestville Ferrets. I'll yeah.
3: say, I'll say. All right, mate, I'll let you go. And uh, a reminder too, uh, if you are getting married, not you, Greg, if uh, if anyone of <laughs> our listeners are getting married and you want to uh, a, a celebrant with a difference, uh, just Google Greg McCallum, marriage celebrant. That's what he's doing these days. When he's not busy, tied up, talking to us here on SEN, he's out there uh, walking or waiting at the end of the aisle. As always, mate, appreciate it. And uh, we might chat again next week. My pleasure, always. Thanks, mate. Great stuff. Thanks, mate. There is uh, Greg McCallum. Um, knows his stuff, doesn't he? And that's why he is our go to man for anything uh, revolving around the rules of a rugby league. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up,
0: know when to walk away, and know when to run.
3: You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Count when the done yeah time now for our weekly chat with the boys from talking league podcast who only have uh, well half the players to worry about in this bye week we're talking about fantasy rugby league and we'll see how they're dealing with uh well the change to the whole routine welcome to higher ground josh corby
5: Thanks, Chris. How you going,
3: mate? Mate, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, great part of the year, isn't it? Origin just around the corner. Uh, we all get a little more excited about what's coming up, but it also uh, can be a bit tricky too, can't it, for, well, not just players and coaches uh, with just the bye weekend and, and only the four games, but also those playing along with Fantasy League. Uh, you've been preparing for a while. Well, now it's here. Um, the Panthers, they've got half of their side out. Uh, what else? Have we got? Ben Hunt. There's talk he's been a late call-up to the Queensland squad. Can you have any confidence heading into round 13?
5: No, I think that's a, that's been the sort of story of the season, just be prepared for anything. But, yeah, the it does bring its challenges uh, round 13. And, yeah, if you didn't prepare, it can be um, a big game-changer for those trying to move the ranks in overall if you were able to um, sort of, yeah, plan ahead and have some players in this weekend that, you know, it could be a little bit lopsided with um, those better players shining a little bit shi- um, brighter uh, in the games this weekend with, you know, some of the, the big stars out in Origin.
3: So when you choose a captain, so they get, they get your double points, so a lot of discussion is about the captaincy and, and with all the big guns out. Who are a, a few of the better options, do you think?
5: Well, the the two that most people are sort of choosing between is Nico Hines, who's been on fire the last few weeks. It's mm. ridiculous how <laughs> just they uh, don't miss a beat down there. We were saying the other night, they lose the big three in Munster, Pappenhausen and um, Grant, Grant. And then they've got Hines, Hughes and the Cheese as replacements. So That's pretty handy.
3: It's not bad, is it? He's uh, he's, some, yeah. he's some player and, of course, he's headed to... Headed to Cronulla on a three-year deal. Um, in terms of Fantasy League and Nico Hines, have you missed the boat if you're looking to get him in this season? Is he, is he too expensive now to be con- considered good value? I
5: think so. I, I well luckily jumped on board a bit earlier. But, yeah, I think because he it's with Pappenhausen, you're just not sure when he's going to be back. But in saying that, um, that it gives the Storm that opportunity just to rest players with quality backup in Nico Hines. So he, he should see some decent games and time and then also scores over the next few weeks. But yeah, the price is pretty high now as well, if you were to uh, jump on. The, another one was uh, Maddie Burton, mm. who goes into that half role. I mean, we've seen him dominate uh, when he's taken that position in previous years. So yeah, it'd probably be between those two if I was to pick. Mm. But um, yeah, there is a number of others that, Could also go large as well, but yeah, that would be my two that I would be looking at.
3: It's quite remarkable with with Nico Hines. So, and you touched on it there. You know, the last couple of weeks, you know, they've been missing, as you say, like Munster and Pappenhausen, Harry Grant. um, I think Jerome might have been out as well, but they just they yeah he was he was, and they just get the job done. You know, it's just uh, it's it's crazy the way, and and he's almost taken things to a new level, Nico Hines. It's it's a real He's really burst onto the scene. I mean, I knew he was a good player, but um, he, he certainly, I I'll put my hand up, he surprised me with, with what he can do. Let's go through um, a few of the players. If you haven't already, you might be looking to uh, trade in. To Vita Pangai Jr., yeah. um, I guess he'd be taking yeah, a bit more a responsibility with, with paying Haas out.
5: Yeah, uh, he, he's a big one that I've got flagged for the Broncos. Uh, for the Dragons. Ben Hunt, but, yeah, possibly could be taken out for the origin. Uh, Jack Bird, which is a... Mm. He's moved back to the edge, which was all the talk in the preseason, and mm. usually, uh, it, well, he should see a bit more ball, one more in mm. than centre, so that's obviously good for his stats uh, fantasy-wise. Mm. Uh, moving on to the Tigers-Panthers, of Matty Burton, I mentioned, and mm. Luciani Lailua. He's, uh, he's been playing some pretty good footy the last few weeks.
3: And he's, he's free to play. And... He got off that uh that charge last night, didn't he?
5: <laughs> yeah, the consistency in the judiciary went down a little, didn't it?
3: A little, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a few people were scratching their heads over. yeah Some inconsistencies in games too, you know, and um, I think that's all we want. We just want consistency. I think we're all, we understand the crackdown and we understand what's happening, but I think still some of the referees are... Maybe, uh, you maybe know, yet to get a full grasp of it all. but you can... Yeah, yeah, big
5: time. And then I think the, the other big one is the... I talked about the Storm, their big three, would be ones to look at getting in. And then that's the Knights-Eels. There's, the Eels are, have got a fairly strong team um, with blokes like Gutherson and Madison Marnie. I can't believe he got sent back to the form he's been in. But, yeah, they've they've still got a very strong side, so... I expect some of their players to um, do quite well as against a fairly depleted Knights.
3: I heard, um, and I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Reid Marney. I heard Cameron Smith. He you knows a bit about the number nine jersey, doesn't he? And, and Queenslanders, and yeah. he was he was scratching his head too as to why they they let him um, go back to the Eels for that Knights game. Um, so I'm not quite sure what what they're what they're thinking there. But if you know, unless Ben Hunt is being drafted in because at the moment they wouldn't have anyone uh, to cover for Harry Grant if he can't get the job done and let's not forget he hasn't played for a number of weeks with Melbourne Storm up against the Titans on Saturday and you got like, oh you think, oh they're missing all their origin players but you know what, they're, they've they been missing them for the past few weeks when you think about it
5: Oh, big time, it, like you touched on it before, it's, and it's always mentioned that next man up mentality but it's just ridiculous and, and that as uh, a right edge, Remus Smith and George Jennings, mm. almost outcasts of the NRL. Mm. And yeah. now they're one of the better right edges.
3: That next man up, right? So we're hearing more about this next man up than I've ever heard in my life before. And I don't want it to become cliched, but it is right. But you know what? I think it's, it's only at the really successful clubs it happens, like your Melbournes, yeah. like, like your Roosters, um, particularly where, you know, they do just step into that that shirt. Connor Watson, uh, an interesting one for the Knights. He replaced Kurt Mann at five eighth on Sunday in a winning team against Manly. Can he be trusted to maintain that level of performance?
5: Yeah, I'm not sure. There's talk that Clifford could come in and I don't know whose place he takes, but, mm. you know, why why destroy a winning formula? So, I mean, yeah, Connor Watson, he's just Mr. Utility, isn't he? I mean, put him wherever and he gets the job done.
3: Yeah, he... Um... Well, he can play anywhere, he can, he's, he bulked up in the off-season too to, well, to really, to, to play at 13, but now he finds himself in the the number six as well, so yeah, um, I don't know if Clifford does come in, so he's there, he's on the extended bench, isn't he, Jake Clifford? Yeah, he's there on the extended, yeah. But you wouldn't bring him to the club unless you can throw him in straight away, would you? So he will, I'm sure he will come in um, somewhere. Yeah. Now you you love your footy, Josh. Uh, all the boys there at um, Talking League Podcast do you you eat it up for breakfast, lunch, and tea? Um, New South Wales team, you happy with that? Any changes? Anyone you'd have in there or or not have in there?
5: No, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's a pretty strong team. I uh, I thought Tupo may have got in there just with the aerial attack from Queensland. I hope that doesn't come back to bite us. With coats and Mm. maybe looking at felt coming in, they're two pretty handy players in the air. And Toto is more of that just bulldozer along ground level. So I'll yeah yet to see that, and hopefully I don't eat my words or the selectors don't eat their words or selections with uh, Brian Toto in. But Mm. uh, yeah, other than that, it's um, it's pretty exciting. It was good to see uh, Turbo and Mitchell. Think they're going to be next level in the centres.
3: Yeah, well, and that's the other thing too. They've got yeah plenty of height, particularly Turbo. So defensively, they may even might even yeah. shift out there for those uh, those high balls. Who knows what Freddie's got planned? Planet Freddie, you never never know, do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, was What about Blake Ferguson? That's an interesting one, isn't it? He was in contention, obviously, for state of origin. Been playing pretty good. Um, been dumped after that. Being hammered, his edge was hammered by uh, South Sydney at the weekend. Uh, So he goes from uh, almost qualifying for Origin to playing Reggie's.
5: Yeah, Wonga Blake must have, I don't know, paid off Brad Arthur's new car or done something (laughs) because I I think it was Fergo trying to come in and sort of make up for a few mistakes old Wonga made in defence. Yeah, yeah, probably a bit harsh on on Blake, but yeah, I, I don't think he'll be kept out too long. Maybe it's just a bit of a kick up the bum.
3: Maybe, or it might be a a longer-term thing because he's uh, one of a number of players off contract, isn't he? So uh, he would be a handy pickup, though, I think, if he was to leave Parramatta. Mate, uh, we'll leave it there, running a bit short of time. Maybe I appreciate you jumping on the line and uh, all the best with your, your Fantasy League this weekend.
5: Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me
3: again, mate. Always a pleasure, Josh. Anytime, mate. And we'll do it again next week. There is Josh Corby from the Talking League podcast. Again, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, That's just about it for me. And thank you to our guests, especially Greg McCallum, who jumps on the line pretty much every week. I'll be doing a special Higher Ground on Saturday from 5 till 7. Until then, take care. Goodbye.